0: Good morning. This is the California Report, and I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. As crews continue to monitor a fire that devastated an upscale neighborhood in Laguna Niguel in Orange County, Southern California Edison is trying to determine if its equipment may have played a role in starting the blaze. The utility reported to state regulators that there was circuit activity occurring at about the time the fire erupted Wednesday afternoon, but fire investigators are still trying to determine the cause of the blaze. The Orange County Fire Authority says 20 homes were destroyed and 11 others damaged. Lynn Maury and her husband's home was a total loss, but she told reporters one thing survived the flames, her framed wedding photo. My husband just brought me this photo and I was just so like, oh my gosh, I'm just so touched. This is a silver lining. Yes. A mandatory evacuation order remains in place for the area most heavily impacted by the fire. Many Californians will see more pay starting in January. That's when the minimum wage for all employers will increase to $15.50 an hour. The announcement was made by Governor Gavin Newsom's staff yesterday. They say the increase was triggered by a provision in California law requiring minimum wage pay increases because of inflation. The state's current minimum wage for larger employers is $15 an hour and $14 for businesses that employ fewer than 26 workers. The governor's office says if high inflation persists, it could trigger another bump up in the statewide minimum wage to $16 an hour. Industry groups warn that pay increases could hurt businesses still struggling to emerge from the pandemic. A federal appeals court has ruled that California's ban on the sale of semi-automatic weapons to people under the age of 21 is unconstitutional. The California Report's Keith Mizuguchi explains. In a two-to-one ruling, a panel of the 9th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals wrote that the law violates the Second Amendment and the right of young adults to bear arms. The law in question was passed after a 19-year-old who bought a rifle with a hunting license opened fire at a synagogue in San Diego County in 2019, killing a woman and injuring three others. In its ruling, the Ninth Circuit found that requiring young adults to have a valid hunting license to purchase semi-automatic weapons was likely constitutional, but an overall ban for those not in law enforcement or the military was unconstitutional. State Attorney General Rob Bonta is reviewing the ruling. For the California Report, I'm Keith Mizuguchi. The California Coastal Commission has dealt a blow to a proposed desalination plant in Orange County. Yesterday, the commission voted unanimously to reject a permit for the project that the company Poseidon Water wants to build in Huntington Beach. The project is supported by Governor Newsom, who believes turning Pacific Ocean saltwater into freshwater is one way to drought-proof California. But critics in the environmental community say desalination poses a threat to marine life and there are better options to ensure water supply, like conservation and increased use of recycled wastewater. Critics also objected to Poseidon's intense lobbying for the nearly billion and a half dollar project. The company built and operates a desalination plant in the San Diego County community of Carlsbad.
1: Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in depth, long form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.
0: Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You've got special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Let's turn to the pandemic. COVID-19 cases rose 20% last week in Los Angeles County. KPCC senior health reporter Jackie Fortier has the details.
1: The steady rise in COVID-19 cases continues in L.A. due to the high transmission of the more infectious Omicron subvariants. Health officials reported more than 3,400 new cases Thursday, the highest number since mid-February. If the pace doesn't slow, County Health Director Barbara Ferrer said mask mandates could return. Should the L.A. County community level move to high, signifying very high transmission causing stress on the health care system, all residents and workers will need to wear a protective mask when indoors. Ferrer says the county's rise in per capita cases is concerning. The number of people in the hospital with COVID-19 remained stable with about 250 patients and four deaths per day. For the California Report, I'm Jackie Fortier in Los Angeles.
0: There's a nationwide baby formula shortage driven by supply chain issues and recalls. You can't buy formula in many stores, and parents are scrambling. In San Diego, KPBS race and equity reporter Christina Kim checked in on how the shortage is affecting people there.
2: Megan Lenz's three-month-old daughter, Stephanie, has been struggling to put on weight and keep food down. So we finally found Nutramagen hypoallergenic is the only one that she can use. But now, with the nationwide shortage of formula, she can't find it in stores. And when she can, the price per can has shot up $5. I'm just—the shortage is scary if you can't find food for your baby. So Lenz, who lives in Santee, turned to Facebook— People from across the country helped her get the formula her baby needs. Because of that post, I have stocked up about a month, maybe, maybe five weeks worth. But after that, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. That anxiety is something Casey Castillo, the CEO of the San Diego Food Bank, is hearing from the families that rely on them for formula, diapers, and food.
3: This is adding an additional stressor on these families that are struggling.
2: On Tuesday, the last shipment of formula left the food bank.
3: We've never seen where we've been completely out of baby formula at both locations.
2: The FDA says it's working to boost domestic production and import more formula. For the California Report, I'm Christina Kim in San Diego.
0: With roughly 66,000 people across Los Angeles experiencing homelessness on any given night, there's renewed interest in the role of corporate social responsibility and charity. KPCC's Unhoused Communities reporter Ethan Ward has more.
4: Kelly McElhaney, a professor at UC Berkeley and expert on corporate social responsibility, says she's grateful for corporations that supported efforts to house people fleeing Ukraine or house first responders. But she says corporations should be looking in their own backyard to address one of the biggest issues, homelessness.
1: It's looking around at the problems that exist in the community and then looking inward as the company to say, what are our core competencies? What can we help solve? So it's a square on fit, like Airbnb houses people period.
4: Daniel Heimpol, executive editor of The Giving List, says the role of charity needs to expand. He says foundations should start viewing the homelessness crisis as an investment opportunity for their assets, creating more housing.
0: You have in the county of Los Angeles about a hundred billion dollars sitting in charitable foundation endowments. These foundations were created for the public good, but the majority of that wealth is spent on the private market.
4: Private markets, meaning stocks and other private investments. Heimpull says the real enemy is a financial and real estate system that has made housing impossible for too many. In order to see real change, he says, the private sector will have to change too. For the California Report, I'm Ethan Ward in Los Angeles.
0: Seal pup season is coming to a close in California. When adult elephant seals leave the beach, pups are on their own as they prepare to live out at sea for months at a time. This means pups must learn to sleep underwater. KQED's Guanani Gomez Van Cortright has more. Fuzzy
3: silver elephant seal pups lie strewn across the beaches of Año Nuevo State Park between Santa Cruz and Half Moon Bay filling the air with a chorus of snorts. Jessie Kendall Barr studies how elephant seals sleep. She says the snorting is the sound of the seal pups training to hold their breath. That ability to hold your breath for a super long time opens up this other way of sleeping, to sleep underwater. And that's key to avoiding predators lurking near the surface white sharks and killer whales when you're feeding on something that has to breathe a good place to hang
2: out is by the surface
3: to study how seals sleep kendall barr attaches electrode trackers to their heads she found that seals sleep as they dive down in a slow spiral drifting deeper and deeper losing control of their bodies as their brains enter REM sleep these spiral naps last only 5 to 20 minutes spread out between hunting dives. They have to forage around the clock to support their huge bodies. So that constrains their sleep down to less than two hours a day. Even if pups master their diving skills, the long distance migrations to find enough food are brutal, reaching as far as halfway to Japan. Plus, they're still up against predators. Many pups don't survive their first voyage. For now, they snort away Practicing for sweet dreams under the waves. For the California Report, I'm Guanani Gomez Van Courtright.
0: And now to a preview of our sister show, the California Reports Weekly Magazine. This week, KQED's Rachel Myro explores the story of twin sisters from India who immigrated to the San Francisco Bay Area with their parents on official visas. But now they're grown-ups and trying to find their own path to citizenship.
1: Turning 21 can be a big deal, a reason to celebrate you're finally an adult. Happy birthday! Happy
2: birthday, Etty!
1: (laughs) But for some young people, in fact, 200,000 young people here in the U.S., turning 21 catapults them into a bizarre kind of legal limbo. That's what happened to Eva Sinha and her sister Etty. The Sinha sisters grew up in San Francisco and Fremont. I think we're American every way but on paper. At 21, they aged out of their parents' family application for green cards. Now their right to stay here in California is conditional. And they keep jumping from one temporary visa to another to keep from leaving the U.S. That's a system that's just so messed up. It's extremely difficult to keep having more and more obstacles in
2: your way just to continue a life in the only place I call home.
1: What do you do when circumstances beyond your control threaten to force you out of the only place you've ever called home?
0: That was KQD's Rachel Myro for The California Report magazine. You can hear more on this week's show. Tune in on some public radio stations or go to the magazine's podcast. And that's the California Report for Friday, May 13th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Katie McMurrin, Danny Bringer, and Brendan Willard, with assistance from Seal Muller. Our producer is Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editors are Angela Corral and Holly J. McDeed. Our director of news is Vinnie Tong. Our executive editors, Ethan tobin Lindsay, And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend and talk next week. Support for
4: the California Report comes from Personal Capital, providing people with financial tools like the Retirement Planner to help them achieve their financial goals. PersonalCapital.com. PaintCare, now with 834 drop off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at PaintCare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Do you
3: love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners—